0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Fully Books, the Hidden Gems Author Podcast, which Craig Touch and myself, Roland Hume, chapter the interesting figures and leading lights of this crazy industry we're in of writing and self-publishing. And today we are very excited to have a returning guest, definitely a leading light. It is Edward Willett, who is an award-winning science fiction and fantasy author. He was here previously to talk about how to kickstart your book, but today we are here to discuss a very, very interesting topic, which I have at least three author friends who would be dying to hear all of the information about. So Edward, thank you so much for coming back to, to Fully Books. We didn't scare you off last time.
1: Thanks for having me back on. Obviously, I didn't scare you off
0: the last time. <laughs> Well, we're delighted to have you back. And, of course, we wouldn't be here without the man himself, Craig Touch, the owner and founder of Hidden Gems. How are you doing today, Craig? Doing well. I think i uh, getting over a cold. So my voice is maybe a little different today. But... um
2: Well, yes. So thanks for coming back on, uh, Edward. I know last time we had talked about Kickstarter and, you know, your experiences with that, which is, you know, something that a lot of authors are trying to get into and a really interesting topic. But this time um, you've come back on to talk about something else that is of interest to many authors, which is the idea of republishing a previously published uh, book. And sort of, you know, the steps around that, the rules around that, you know, uh, you know, your experience with it. Because as a, yeah, um, not only do you uh, are your award-winning author, but you also have your own traditional publishing company, Shadow Pop Press. Um, and so I know that you deal with a lot of that stuff uh, right now. So um, let us begin by just uh, sort of telling us. I guess maybe the, well, you can introduce yourself again, just in case someone hasn't seen the uh, seen the previous episode, but um, also let's talk a bit about sort of the reasons why, you can start off with the reasons why people would want to um, republish their books.
1: Okay, well, yes, I'm Edward Willett. I'm both an author and a publisher of some 60 plus books of various sorts for all all ages, uh, both fiction and nonfiction, about 20 novels. I think I'm at now. I've, I've lost count some time ago. I had a reporter get mad at me once cause I didn't know how many books I published, but <laughs> <laughs> I don't count them on a regular not, basis. Not a,
2: not a bad <laughs> problem. to have.
1: Um, and, uh, so I've been republishing work in a couple of ways. Um, it's all through my shadow pop press, which was my traditional publishing company. Um, And it was one of the reasons I started the company in 2018. My first two books were new. There was a a collection of my short fiction I wanted to put out. And then my grandfather-in-law's first World War memoirs. Those were the first two things I published after I talked to somebody that said, no, don't just self-publish, start your own publishing company. And uh, I really must thank her for that someday. Um, So I uh, went on to republish some of my work that had come back to me because uh, as I I often say I have metaphorically killed a number of publishers <laughs> in my day. <laughs> they seem to publish me and go out of business. I don't think it's cause and effect. But it sometimes feels like that. So I had a number of books that the rights had returned to me, and so for a while that's what I was actually kind of focused on. And uh, uh, the first one was one called uh, Spirit Singer, which was published actually as an ebook original back in the day when uh, they were actually selling ebooks on uh, three and and a half inch floppy disks. Uh, That's how far back I dipped into the ebook publishing world. Uh, But anyway, that one had come back to me long since. It had already been republished by somebody else. I wanted to bring that one out. Uh, And I did several of mine that way. Uh, And again, it was usually because a publisher had gone under. And so the rights had reverted to me. But I wanted to keep the books in the marketplace. But then I had the bright idea, why not do it for other people? And so through Shadowpaw Press, it's now called, uh, that imprint is called Shadowpaw Press Reprise. And I do new Editions of notable previously published work. And that still includes some of mine. My most recent one, like that, is actually my very first novel, Soul Worm, which uh, was originally published in 97 by a not very good publisher. Okay. And uh, I was happy to bring it out with a, a, a new cover. And I also had a chance to revise it a little bit and bring it out. So that's kind of where I'm at with all that. It, it seemed like a, I had this brilliant idea that I wouldn't have to edit this work I was republishing. And then I realized that wasn't true. And so it's actually. Just as much work to put out a new edition of a previously published work as it is to put out a new book entirely, I've discovered. Uh, but all the same, it has been quite popular with authors who, uh, like me, uh, works that their rights had reverted to them and they wanted to keep them on the marketplace. Uh, and they were looking for someone who would put out a new edition. And so that is kind of a niche I have found. I'm not sure it's a profitable niche yet. (laughs) It might be able to get there, but at least it's something that I'm doing. And so I've had quite a bit of experience with it at this point.
2: Well, yeah. So I guess the question, one of the questions on my mind for that is, so if you have a book published with a publisher and they go out of business, does the book, um, I I understand, you know, with your contract, you know, hopefully people would have that in their contract, that the rights would come back to them. But um, if, that happens, does the book uh, automatically get pulled from the online stores?
1: Um, it a lot of it has to do with how uh, the original publisher how good they were about doing that uh, generally speaking, yes, however, one thing you encounter on um, Amazon and elsewhere as well is uh, that especially on Amazon, they will often have the first edition or second edition or whatever. they will often have some in stock that never sold. And the way their algorithm seems to work, and I, I'm not going to even pretend to really understand everything. And of course, it changes all the time on Amazon. But I have run into this problem where the old version of the book continues to show up uh, for sale, even though there is a new version of the book. And sometimes it has a different cover, uh, which can cause some confusion as well. So I have uh, struggled with that a little bit. Um, but So it's not automatic, I don't think. But if that publisher is doing what it should... Then it will withdraw everything uh, from all of its distribution net, uh, outlets. Uh,
2: so, the, the so then, so then the book would stop. Uh, let's say, aside from paperback and having extra copies, like the ebook, that would stop being available on those online stores. They would have basically have to, I guess, go in and and you know into the KDP dashboard and turn it off. You know, uh, unpublish it, I guess, right? And similar for the other stores.
1: Yeah, that depends on the publisher, because most publishers aren't dealing with KDP. They are dealing with a distributor, and it's the distributor that once the book right. in the metadata is marked as out of print, the distributor pulls it, and it no longer shows up in whatever they're distributing it to. So I now have a distributor. I was dealing with KDP directly, but Shadow Pop Press is now a member of Literary Press Group of Canada, and through that, I am now a member of Lit Disco, which is a Canadian distribution network and goes into the States as well. So all of a sudden, I no longer have direct control over the books that I publish through Shadowpaw Press on, uh, on Amazon. It's all going through the distributor. Uh, so, uh, But if I were to cease publication, then they would pull it from Amazon. So I think that's fairly for a, a publisher that's got a traditional distribution uh, network. I think it's the distributor... And when the metadata goes out that says that this book is out of print, it gets pulled out of all of their various uh, outlets.
2: And so then if you're then to go and republish it, uh, you're not really starting with, um, well, okay. So if you're going as a distributor, then you have a new distributor, that new distributor basically sends out uh, the book and it's probably starts fresh, right? or does it so somehow link up to the old one and, and sort of reactivate it?
1: Uh, no, it should start fresh. It's got a new ISBN. It's, it's a new book for all intents and purposes, new metadata, old metadata. I, 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 have, I hate metadata. Anyway, uh, there's a, uh, it, yeah, it, it uh, doesn't link up to the old one, except in the case of the Amazon algorithm where they are showing old stock because they're trying to sell that stuff.
2: Right. So then you would lose, uh, you know, your old reviews and, and all that stuff, too.
1: Well, that's interesting because those do seem to carry over on from old editions to new editions. Certainly uh, on Goodreads, uh, these things usually tend to carry over. There's other problems on Goodreads, like the old cover remaining and trying to trying to make them show the new cover and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it's and you know, I can't even speak to all of the possibilities because you know there's Barnes and Noble, there's a million bookstores, and I can't see them all to see what they're doing with what's out there. I just know the times when I've encountered problems uh, trying to make the make this work. Yeah, well, so, I know with
2: your- Amazon they they usually link up the different formats so if you eventually have, yeah <laughs> yeah so if you, and you have can request that they do it
0: can't you yeah you can you can send them a message and say hey i'm republishing this book with this new asin can you move the old reviews over and i think they are amenable to that depending on the circumstances
1: yeah and i actually i've, I've usually found them fairly uh, helpful at amazon when i've made specific requests usually i wait for a while to see if things are going to link up automatically i have one now that uh the ebook and the upcoming print book because I do still do my ebooks directly on Amazon and then also through core source for all my other ebook releases um, so uh, I have to wait a while and usually they link up Barnes and Noble links them up like that uh, Amazon seems to take a while and if it takes too long I'll send them a, a note and say can you please link these two okay so so then
2: you that's good. I mean, you don't want to lose those reviews. Um, and then sometimes you do. <laughs> well, yeah. <Okay. laughs> yes.
1: There's a few reviews of my books I'd like to lose.
2: <laughs> if you could selectively re- remove. That them, would be yeah. great. Yeah. Okay. Um, but in general, you know, if you have a lot of them, it's a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of money spent in getting those reviews. So losing them is sometimes, uh, you know, a big deal for for authors. So it's good that they are able to link them back up because I think if, if a self publisher goes through this process without a distributor, you know, they have to um, in the case of, you know, a publisher pulling the book and then the author getting the rights back and then not going through a distributor, I imagine they would have to go into KDP and create a new book um, and then probably go through this process manually.
1: Yes. And actually, that is what I was doing up until like just recently when I got the distributor, because before I was operating strictly in the print on demand side of things. So I was basically going through the same process that a self-publisher would. In fact, I think. Soulworm as well, I did that originally. So, yeah, you go into the KDP uh, and it's a you, you set it up as a new book. Um, there is an op- opportunity to put in the edition number. Uh, so you can show that it's a new edition. And of course, uh, if you've got a new ISBN, it will register as a new book as well. Uh, so it's it's the the it's the same process as doing a new book. You're just doing a new edition of an old book. The, the real problems that I run into, one I run into more than once, is having to verify to Amazon that I, in fact, have the rights to publish this new edition or that the author got the rights back. So on a couple of occasions, I've had to have the author send me a letter from the original publisher, if that publisher still exists, and I have a couple of books like that, saying that we no longer have the rights to this book, they've reverted to the author. So sometimes there's that extra step you have to go through to prove that you have the rights to publish the book that you're you're publishing. And again, this this is very much on Amazon. Uh, I've never been asked to prove that uh, through my other sources, uh, but uh, Amazon is, is unique.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, Amazon's got all the people running all the scans so they, they are a lot more strict about what they what they do but um so if you if your publisher went out of business though and, and you know they're not you can't contact them anymore then what would you do in that case
1: well then it goes back to the author's uh, contract and it would have to say somewhere that in the event the publisher ceases publication all rights revert to the author um, but how would you,
2: so would you have to send your contract to Amazon and be like, hey, look, I think, it says that, I think or,
1: I've and- done that. I think I've had to send, a, I think I it's hard to remember, but I think I may have done that at one point as part of that process because I couldn't get a letter. Uh, but they had the contract that said that the, the rights would revert. Um, and in my, my own personal case, this goes way back. It wasn't self-publishing, but a book that a previous publisher had published and went out of business and I had an offer from another publisher, which has now gone out of business, to <laughs> republish uh, this series, my Charge of Excalibur series. Well, it had only started; there'd only been one book. Uh, but before they would do it, I had to get the proof to them that I had the rights for this book to be republished. And in that case, I had to get a lawyer involved, wow. who had to go to after the original publisher uh, and take them to court and they didn't even show up to court. All they had to do was send me a letter and these people didn't even do that. So I had to pay a lawyer, went to court, they didn't show up. So I won, uh, you know, but it cost me, I don't know, a couple of thousand dollars, I think, to to make that happen. Um, so the whole rights issue is, is something to be aware of if you're publishing other people's work. And if you're publishing your own and republishing it, just be darn sure that you actually have those rights back from the Original publisher. If you are the original publisher and you're just putting out a new new edition, then there's no problem there at all.
2: So, it, it, when you in that case where you have to send, you know, your old contract to Amazon, do you also have to somehow prove that that publisher has gone out of business, or is that up to Amazon to figure out?
1: Yeah, I don't. I don't know. <laughs> uh, I, there's so many permutations the way this could work yeah. depending on the previous publisher and the contract and everything else. Fortunately, most of the ones I've worked with uh, were with the legitimate publisher who did everything properly when they shut down. Uh, and then the one that I, the ones I did where the publisher still exists, there was no problem getting that letter from the publisher saying that these rights had uh, had reverted. So it hasn't. Um, I haven't run into anything too weird yet. I've been able to prove it every time to Amazon's Amazon Amazon's satisfaction.
2: That's good. And is are you dealing with just the the standard you know KDP support email address, or is there a specific like area of the of Amazon that you deal with for all this stuff?
1: No, I've just been uh, going with whatever you know. They send us. I don't remember how it is, but uh, their support. Uh, yeah, there's usual their their support. support. Uh, I just uh,
2: wonder about sending like my contract to some frontline
1: support worker.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's yeah.
1: like, oh, hey, look at this. <laughs> yeah, I. I don't remember who I sent it to actually. I just know it somehow they needed it and I, they told me where to send it and I, I did right. what I was told. <laughs> um,
0: I was going to ask, so with your experience republishing books, how successful have you been, especially in the context of how successful the books were originally.
1: Yeah, that's interesting. Um, I would say that most of these books, a lot of it depends on the author as well and how much they want to promote this new edition. Um, But I would say most of these books are more successful in their original publication than they are in the reprint. And In fact, somebody asked me, why are you doing this? And I said, well, at the moment, it feels more like charity work than anything else, Uh, just because it's a good thing to do to have these books still available. Um, I'm hoping that uh, with the new distribution network, one of the things that the distributor offers that I've never had is an actual sales force that goes to bookstores and promotes the books. And some of these reprints are being you know, I, I, I decide which books I want them to focus on when they go out uh, to to do their sales presentations, and I pick some of my reprints for that. This that's just kicked in. Uh, I only became a member officially, I think September first of this distribution system. So uh, I'm anxious to see if uh, some of these because they're they're award winners, right? They've won uh, they've won fairly major awards, Canadian awards, and and um, you know there there's they are good books. <laughs> and and the books that I am reprinting for other people are that kind of books. They are books typically that were award winners or award nominees, and they they lost their publisher, but they still deserve to be out there. And in the one case, uh, Dolly Bird by Anne Mazurko is the first novel of, of someone whose second novel is now getting major attention in Canada. So I'm hopeful that with the ability now to get the word out more efficiently than I've been able to on my own, That we will, I will see some more significant sales than I have so far. But uh, right now, I would say that um, they haven't set the world on fire (laughs) these new editions, (laughs) sales-wise. But then, you know, if I if 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 I knew how to make books bestsellers, I'd make them all bestsellers.
0: (laughs) Absolutely, and I mean, obviously, when you're writing science fiction and fantasy, that's a much harder thing to to make jump off the bookshelves than say romance.
1: Yeah, and most. I'm very eclectic in what I'm reprinting. My own stuff, obviously, is science fiction and fantasy. Soul Worm is a, is a young adult fantasy novel. Um, the stuff I've republished are historical novels, uh, nonfiction essays. Uh, one interesting one is, both, is kind of a hybrid. It's the first English edition of a book originally published in French. So that's kind of a reprint, but it's also a kind of a new book. Um, I've got some other... Um, i got some middle-grade books coming up that I'm republishing. I've got poetry coming up that I'm republishing, and I've done one of those already as well. So the Shadow Pop Press stuff is quite eclectic. Uh, and uh, so it's inter- it'll be interesting to see the different genres, if that's more effective in some genres than others, as I get a little more experience.
2: When you originally were publishing... Well, I guess in, in your case, they're always with um, other publishers. But I wonder if you know, they're an apples to apples comparison in terms of the marketing that's done on a book that's, you know, brand new versus the reprint. Are you doing the same kind of marketing? Because if you, you know, if if the publisher was doing, you know, a whole black of marketing around it, that also could account for the difference in sales.
1: Yeah, my original idea with the reprints for other people's, uh, especially was that I wasn't expecting to do a lot of of new marketing on it. I mean, some. I don't have a marketing budget to speak of. That's hopefully going to change. I just got a uh, I, I just got a grant, so that'll help. Um, so uh, it is different because with reprints, you're you're kind of reaching out to people who have already read the book and hoping that they'll get the new edition and maybe, oh, look, this book that I really enjoyed is available again, that sort of thing. With the new book, you're trying to say, here's something brand new and shiny. So they're they're kind of two different, uh, there's a different feel to it, to me anyway, and, and certainly in the social media side of things. Uh, um, for one thing, you're playing up all these awards and stuff that it's won with the, with the original book, so that actually gives you something additional to hang it onto, but you don't have that, oh, look, this is the brand new shiny thing from this exciting new author that you get with a new book.
2: So you're trying to, you're trying to sell reprints to the same, um, the same readers. Is that?
1: I wouldn't say I'm trying to, but I suspect, (laughs) (laughs) I suspect. I mean, I don't,
2: I don't know that I've ever bought a book more than once. So I'm just wondering, is that, is that a thing? Do people do that?
1: I don't know. (laughs) Okay.
2: (laughs) I mean, to me, I would, I would say like, if I was going to reprint, I would be trying to to sell it to to new people, right? Like especially if I have books that you know are years old now, you know, languishing and have I haven't done anything with. And if I was able to to refresh them and pull them and reprint them, and um, I would be trying to sell them as not necessarily new, but but I would be tr- selling them like I was selling something new.
1: Yeah, and actually that. Uh... I think what I was getting at was that by reaching out to the the previous readers, once they know it's available, that they're part of your word of mouth to new readers.
2: Okay. So
1: you do have kind of a built-in, I don't know, fan base is the right word in the literary novels case, but you do have a built-in people who are aware of this book. And uh, I hope that they will be part of the, oh, this book, you should read this book. I read this book. It was great. It's sort of like the old reviews coming forward.
2: I wonder if, you know, there is a difference though in trying to sell a reprint, um, you know, versus new to, in in people's minds, you know, like I know with our copies, uh, you know, it's supposed to be advanced reader copy, right? And we, that's our business. We sell it, we send out copies of books that people uh, would read and then hopefully leave reviews. Um, But, you know, I'm not picky about, if, if an author wants more reviews and their book is already published, we still take them, right? Because, uh, you know, even though it's not an advanced copy, it's still a book that needs more reviews. Reviews help sell books, and, and that's that's what we're trying to help people do, right? But every once in a while, I do hear from author, uh, from readers who are like, I don't know, angry that that a book that they got isn't is already published. It's like, well, they hadn't read it. So it's new to you. Right. But they're bothered by the fact that it's not new. You know, they don't want to read an old book. You know, it's not. And to me, it's like books aren't like TV shows. You know, if I try to show an old TV show to my kids, if it's in black and white, forget about it. Right. But uh, but a book is a book, right? They don't know if it was written, you know, unless it's so out of date. But I mean, it would really have to be, uh, you know. It's sci-fi, fantasy, maybe, you know, people are like, hey, that stuff already exists. That's not sci-fi. <laughs> but, uh, but fantasy novels, you know, they don't really go out of date. You read Lord of the Rings, it's just as good as it was when it was first printed. So I just wonder in, in the people's minds whether you know, when they see a book and they're like, oh, a new book to get oh, no, it's a reprint. I wonder if that makes a difference to them.
1: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I do make a distinction. That's why I have the separate imprint for the reprints that are called reprise um originally i had my new ones were called shadow Pop press premiere and then i had reprise and then i also had one called attic which was for the weird stuff that i didn't know where else to put it so i put it in the attic <laughs> i like that uh, and I, I still kind of have that one because there's a couple of odd things i might not want to put out through my main distribution network but i still want to publish them like my grandfather-in-law's notebooks from Navigation's First World War Navigation School. I think I think a facsimile in, uh, edition would be interesting, but I'm not sure what kind of market there is for that. Um, but uh, shadowpop Press Premier has gone away because the distributor just wants shadowpop Press and then shadowpop Press reprise for the reprints. So at least I'm keeping that clear so that if somebody comes to it, uh, they hopefully understand. And usually the cover makes it very clear that it's a reprint because it will have you a know, winner of the 1997 award or whatever. Um so, you they know they're not getting a new book, so that hopefully they're not getting uh, startled by the fact that what they thought was a new book is actually an old book. I've never talked to anybody who cares, but I can imagine that they exist.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I don't know why they care, but I, I guess, in that from that perspective, I can see why they would care, and I think that that's um. Probably why Amazon sort of doesn't allow it much anymore is is the idea that people, you know, pull a book, reprint it and then or sorry, republish it, um, change the cover, maybe even change title. But then the same people that bought it before buy it again, not realizing yeah. that they already read it.
1: Yeah, I could certainly see in that that would be something that Amazon would frown on.
2: <laughs> yeah,
1: I've but, never mean, it quite you know, like
2: that. I, you know, there are valid sort of ish reasons why people do that. And it's not, you know, it's not really, I mean, the intention isn't really to try to like sell it to the same people and trick them or whatever. I mean, obviously they're going to return it once they realize that um, that they already read it, but it's more about getting sort of that, um, that new book feel that that Amazon algorithm pump that they give to to books in their first 30 days, you know, people after a few years, their book is sort of languishing. They, you know, that was a little way to give it a little extra juice. Um, But yeah, they've, I think that they sort of frown upon that now. So. uh.
1: I certainly have one that I reprinted already that I want to redo simply because I don't know what I was thinking with the design. It's just awful. (laughs) So (laughs) I really do want to do it. It'll be a third edition of that book and I'd probably give it a new ISBN because it has a new cover and, Again, fortunately, in Canada, ISBNs are free, uh, unlike uh, in the states. So, uh, it's not as as big a deal to to get a new IS- ISBN and release a new edition.
2: Right, and then if you're to do that, you would just uh, unpublish the first uh, the the other edition, and then republish the new one, and then you just but you'd still just put that it's edition three or whatever in the in the box, in the edition yeah. box. Right. And sometimes and so it'll, guess,
1: it'll. I'll put it in the, the description as well, like a new edition right, of yeah. the award winning. So I guess record. it's
2: you know Amazon's probably looking at that edition number field and saying if it's not one, <laughs> then look for another book to link it to. That's likely you know what they're doing on the back end, because um, I don't think they used to have that box back in the day <laughs> when we were doing it. Um, so. Are there any other, um, you know, you mentioned the idea of, uh, when you pull the book and Amazon is, um, you know, ask for, for proof. Uh, so that's one sort of, you know, issue to watch out for. Is there any other potential issues when you're republishing a book?
1: I haven't encountered any particular difficulties doing it beyond that. Uh, the cover, uh, if there's an old version of the book, um, It can sometimes be uh, not so much on Amazon, but other places. Uh, Well, on Amazon, too. In fact, I have one right now. Um, Coming up very soon is a trilogy, a science fiction trilogy by Leslie Godala. First two books were originally published by Del Rey uh, in like back in 1990, thereabouts. The third book was only published much, much later by another publisher, which has now gone under. So uh, I'm putting out new editions. I'm reusing the cover art from the second edition because this publisher that published the third book also published the first two books so the trilogy was republished 10 years ago or so and i'm bringing out a new edition because that publisher's gone away um i'm using that same cover art except i've redone the text on it so the covers are quite different and then the del rey covers from the 90s are like whew. Uh, <laughs> they they look like science fiction paperbacks from the 90s that's what they look like right. uh, and yeah. And uh, obviously, I don't have the rights to that cover art. So all of this seems to be confusing things quite a bit on Amazon at the moment, especially because I now have the distributor that's promoting the print books to Amazon or providing the print books and the covers to Amazon. There's the 2005 version, which has the same covers but different fonts. They still have some of those in stock, even though the publisher is gone. And then there's uh, the ebook version, which... And all of this stuff uh, so far hasn't really linked up. And when I go and look, I'm seeing the old paperback covers more than I'm seeing the new ones. Um, so I'm not sure how that's all going to play out. So when you change cover art and there's an old book, uh, you can often see that old cover popping up all over the place. Um, and trying to, it's like whack-a-mole, it sometimes feels like trying to get everything to to settle on the cover that you want it to have. Same thing on Goodreads, uh, the old cover. Still pops up on a book, even though I've uploaded the new cover and told them this is the new cover and tried to make that the primary cover that shows up. It's still showing the old cover. Yeah. So yeah, cover art, effective. if you change it, uh, some of the stuff I haven't changed. You can sometimes if you oh, that's something else to on the right side. If you're going to republish a book that was previously published, make sure you have the rights to the cover art. Never mind the book itself. The cover art is a separate thing entirely. And the artists, uh, I I usually have to pay the artist a couple of hundred dollars if they will give me permission to reuse the cover art again. And if it's really good, I want to do that. Um, so that's something else to watch out for. You don't, uh, again, if it's your own work, probably, but you still should probably, if you hired an artist to do it, you probably need to check with the artist to make sure that it, it can be used on a new edition. Because uh, that's a whole other side of the rights thing.
2: So if the publisher had used their own cover artist, um, you, you don't necessarily have the rights to that when the book comes back to you, but how would you get in contact with them? You'd have to basically go through the publisher if they still, if you can still contact them and say, Hey, who did you use? And I get the info. And
1: stuff. Yeah. The, the author, uh, the authors that I have dealt with, um, usually know who their cover artist was, or it's inside the book. I mean, the book will usually say cover art by Tanya Crandy named somebody that I've used several times. And you can usually track them down. If you can't confirm it, if you can't get hold of the artist, if you can't confirm that you have the rights to that cover art, don't use the cover art because <laughs> you could get in trouble. All
2: right. Which makes a lot of sense. Uh-
1: I mean I'd love to make t-shirts of my books too but that's a different use of the art and I'd have to go through the artist and so I've never done that. Yeah, now, some, some I, covers I create myself and then there's no problem.
2: Yeah, but I mean you could probably pay the the cover artist to do sort of the to do a a variation of the of the cover for for a t-shirt I imagine right?
1: Oh, I imagine I've just never actually asked. <laughs> Generally, the the ones I have reused, it's as I said, it's been a couple of hundred dollars. The the uh, artist says if you want to put this on a new edition, I'll let you have the artwork. And and if they if you pay them, they'll usually then send you a fresh, high resolution graphic for your cover design. So it's it's worth uh, if you like the cover art, it's worth seeing if you can can get that cover art. If you're dealing with a book that was published by publisher and you're not just obviously if you're republishing your own stuff and you did your own cover to begin with and change it i would suggest maybe because you're doing a new edition change it somewhat at least
2: yeah i mean at the very least you know you'd probably want to i mean do you generally put the edition number on the cover
1: no it'll sometimes be in the back cover blurbs um, so it'll be on the print edition and of course in the ebook it's there in the, the description uh, I will often say a new edition of the award-winning novel by so-and-so, um, something like that. Just so, again, so you don't get the people saying, this isn't a new book. This book was already published some time ago. Yeah. If it's from 1997, it must be junk. I'm not going to read this thing.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Can't
2: possibly be relevant today. Um yeah, you know, I think that a lot of authors are gonna are sort of going through this. Maybe not exactly in the sense that uh, they have the publishers, but they're they're trying to sort of figure out ways to republish books for a variety of reasons. Like sometimes, you know, you find that it needs to be edited again, and um, often, you know, I've seen this a lot with the uh, arc reviews. If a book is, you know, not edited in the best way, sometimes some of the reviews will mention that. And, um, you know, that's going to hurt the, you know, the sales if if people are reading the reviews and saying, oh, this book needs to be edited, right? So if somebody was to re-edit it, they would probably want to republish that so that they can say, you know, newly revised, re-edited so that if somebody was to see those old reviews, if they, if they are relinked, then they would be like, okay, that was an old one. I can see by the date on the review is an old one. They've revised it or re-edited it back, you know, in a later date. And so, you know, it's hopefully safe now. So that might be one reason to republish.
1: Yeah. And uh, the books that I have republished of my own one of the things I really enjoyed was being able to re-edit them and go through, especially in the couple of cases where the publisher's editing, or process, actually introduced errors or introduced pagination errors, or you know, there's a repeated paragraph going from one page to the next. Those kinds of stupid uh, uh, things that you see sometimes. It's been it's been nice to be able to get rid of those, and uh, also just a little bit of, I mean, like Soulworm was originally published in 1997, and it was written. In the 80s, when I was in my 20s. Well, I'm not in my 20s anymore. And uh, it was interesting to go back and reread something I hadn't read in years and tweak it, but I only tweaked it a little bit. I was actually very pleased with how well it held up. So uh, if you had the original book and the new book side by side, you would see where I had made the changes. But uh, it's still the same book, but it was an opportunity for me to. And I found some typos and things, especially because, as I said, it was a terrible publisher that originally published it. They did no editing at all. So this was a chance to clean all that up. I think that's one of the main reasons for republishing your own work is an opportunity to fix and improve, hopefully. Um, You don't want to just tweak for the – I don't think you want to tweak for the sake of tweaking necessarily – uh, because that way lies madness I mean I'm not going to go back and try to <laughs> try to insert my 64 year old self into my 24 year old head and say oh this is what you should have done <laughs> maybe right. somebody would like to do that but i I kind of like to see it more as a it's a it's it's of its time and I literally in this case because Soworm was set when it was written in 1980s in waverne Saskatchewan a slightly fictionalized Wayburn Saskatchewan where I was living it's still set in the 1980s in Wayburn Saskatchewan I didn't try to update it to the to the current century, <laughs> that that sounds weird to say. This <laughs> is so from the last century. This book.
0: <laughs> no, I can
1: understand. I mean,
0: you look at the the way they uh, they made the movie of It, and you know the original It was set in the fifties, and this one they wanted to keep the nostalgia but update it, so they made it in the eighties, and I kind of love that conceit. But yeah, the historical part of it, you don't want to it would be a different book otherwise, wouldn't it?
1: Well, yeah, I mean, it, just technological change. I mean, as, I, as has often yeah. been pointed out, most of the plots of Buffy the Vampire Slayer wouldn't work if they could just text each other. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And it's, that's certainly true in a that's lot of, of
2: oh, almost every show from before there was texting. Most of their problems would not exist if people could just text. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: and certainly the Soul Worm story wouldn't work with modern technology because you know, again, it's that that constant being in touch with people that you just we didn't have back in those days. Absolutely, I love the Saint, and you think of
0: all the conceits of the Saint stories that yeah, just a cell phone. You wouldn't have to to, to go off and rescue
1: people or not figure things out or anything. Yeah. So I don't do that kind of upgrading, but I do try to, you know, maybe I was a little clumsy in the language and I know better now or things like that is the sort of stuff that I'm typically looking at. And with the other books that I've republished by other people, um, a couple of them have been revised. Like I published a poetry book called Phases that was originally published by Cato Books. Cato Books had published my the the same series that I went to the lawyer to get the rights for them to publish. Cato Books was a major publisher in Saskatchewan, went out of business. And I've actually republished several books that were originally published by Cato, including my own Sarge of Excalibur series. Um, And uh, in this case, the author added 20 poems to the book because she could. And so the original one was, subtitle was New Poetry by Belinda Betker. Now it just says Poetry by Belinda Betker because it's not so new anymore. Uh, So it is an opportunity for the authors I'm republishing to do some of that same thing. And again, because it's a new edition, as long as you put in the description, a new edition with additional poems or whatever, you just want to be clear with the reader what it is they're getting.
2: Right. And you don't, there's a difference between just editing the metadata of your existing book and completely Unpublishing and, and publishing a, a new one, right? And so, because if you're going to just change the cover, you don't necessarily need to unpublish, republish, right? You could just upload a new cover. No, um, that's true. But, but yeah, when you're doing a bigger revision, I think that that's when it becomes more necessary. Oh, nice.
1: oh. <laughs> sorry. Siri just decided we had said something to her there.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Always listening. Now, I, I had a, a question. I'm actually working with an author right now who is in the situation of getting the rights to uh, a book series of hers back from the publisher. She hasn't done it yet. I gave her a certain amount of advice. Maybe I could tell you the advice I gave her and you could tell me if there's anything additional I should tell her or if there are any other nuances. Sure. Or maybe
1: I will learn something from what you told her. (laughs) Uh,
0: Well, um, she had a a, a fairly, fairly successful uh, trilogy of books. that was published a few years ago. The publisher uh, is, going out of well is losing the the rights to that she's reclaiming the rights she's getting the graphics the first thing that i said that she has to do is republish the books as new as her own through kdp select and um then reach out to amazon and say hey these are the new editions of the book Can you help port the the reviews from the old versions over to the new versions but I did also tell her that this is her chance to kind of fix the infrastructure of her her entire catalog of books. So one thing she hadn't done when she had a publisher is have a mailing list. And so now she's got a mailing list and she's going to put the the sign up in the front and in the back matter. Um, I also suggested she could uh, put maybe like a sample chapter for the next book with a link to it in the back matter. Uh, maybe like a, a request for people to leave reviews. Um in terms of that, I mean, those are those are the basics that I went over. How do, I mean, that seems like fairly standard stuff. Is there anything I'm missing? Is there anything that
1: you think would be worth observing, noting? Uh, that sounds like what I would do. Uh, and I, I'm glad you mentioned the part about the back matter and the front matter, because that, of course, completely changes with the new edition. And so all of these new editions of these previously published books at the back now say, uh, about shadow press and other titles by shadow press and all of that so um, that is something that does make it really worthwhile to do those new editions. is the ability to put in uh, new links and new new matter like that which can direct people to your other books so um, yeah that's actually a good thing to to have mentioned
0: And when you are republishing books, do you work with with, uh, authors on these little tactical things like their their mailing list and their subscribers and things? And how how substantial are the ecosystems that they create around their books?
1: Um, I kind of leave it up to the author on that side. Mm -hmm. What I do have is I have a publicist on retainer, I guess, Mickey Mickelson from Creative Edge Publicity. And all of my authors uh, go into his uh, system. So they're getting interview requests and and things like that through him. So that's something that I'm able to offer them to help them on that side. Uh, I don't feel I'm particularly good at any of that. I'm so busy just writing and publishing that the marketing side of things is sometimes something that I I struggle with a bit myself. So I I often find that I, well, some authors are very good at it. I also have some very elderly authors who I'm not going to get you know a new social media campaign or anything out of them so the best i can do is to support them the best i can with with what i offer through shadow press i do have all the social media accounts and uh, i do some paid advertising and i'm hoping to do more now that i get this marketing grant from creative saskatchewan it looks like i'm going to get um so i try to help them as best i can but i don't feel like i'm an expert unfortunately (laughs)
0: Well, I mean, I think it's one of those things, you end up being more of an expert than most people because you've actually done it. That's the hardest part. It's quite intimidating prospect to, to, you know, have a publisher take care of your books, which I think is something that is very appealing to a lot of authors. That's why a lot of authors go through the publication route rather than doing self-publishing. And then they have the opportunity now to get their books back, but it is kind of intimidating. So I guess figures like you can be very, very uh, reassuring to them to help guide them through the process, hold their hands through the process and manage that for them.
1: Yeah, and certainly I've climbed the learning curve (laughs) (laughs) Uh, many, many times now. So uh, I have another company called Endless Sky Books, which is more of the publishing services side of things where the authors will pay me to edit their books. And if I like the books, they get plugged through the Endless Sky Books imprint, which for distribution purposes is an imprint of Shadowpaw Press. And so they get that same distribution, but it's more of a hybrid model, I guess. Mm -hmm. Although I don't particularly like that term. Um, So um, that's one where I'm helping them write from start to finish. But I also help them self-publish. So in at least the case of one picture book, um, that's all I did. I just guided her through the whole self-publishing process, and and they got the. And picture books are are different than just doing a textbook as well. Uh, But we were able to get that done, and so that's something else that I offer. So, but I remember when I started. I didn't have a clue how any of this stuff works. So at this point it, it feels like it's fairly easy, I guess, but that just comes from the practice. And so, uh, certainly people who have been previously published by a traditional publisher and have no interest in self publishing their own work, but they'd still like to have their books published. Uh, certainly those are some of the people that I have again, in some, some ways it just feels like I'm helping out in the writing community as opposed to making money, uh, it definitely feels that way sometimes. Uh, but I think it's an, imp- I, I guess it's an important thing to do. I don't know. People seem to appreciate it and those books are out there and there are new readers finding them. So I guess that's, that's uh, that's something I can help with.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, they say experience is the best teacher, right? So that's why you're, that's why you're able to to do all this stuff because you've, you've done it. And that's why you are kind of the expert in this kind of thing. So uh, it's definitely, uh great to have you on to sort of talk through this because i know a lot of authors are wondering about what the process is around all this and that's it's been really helpful having uh having somebody who's done it many times uh to walk us through it
0: well i hope it was helpful <laughs> no it was extremely helpful you know we've kind of it's kind of we reached a natural um conclusion to the conversation which is convenient because we've also actually run out of time for the episode so uh so that was, that was quite fortuitous. Edward, thank you so much for co- covering these things. I think this is a really interesting topic for for readers to, to hear about, especially those who are like the person I'm working with. Um, I was going to say, where can people find out more about you, about your books, about the
1: services and publishing you offer? Well, the three main places are my websites, edwardwillett.com, just my name. Um, it, the publisher is shadowpawpress.com, named after my cat. <laughs> and uh, the other publishing services one is endless hyphen sky hyphen books.com. Um, and, uh, but all of those, like if you go to shadow pop press, there's also a link there. So shadow pop press is probably the main one for people who are interested in that traditional publishing and republishing of stuff. And for me, it's edwardwillett.com. And then on social media, if you, if you search up Edward Willett, I'm the first two pages of Google, I think maybe the first, most of the first three, I think so I'm easy to find. <laughs> Well, that's one. The we'll, make sure. <laughs>
0: yeah. we'll make sure to put links down, down below in the description. So Edward, thank you so much for this. Uh, Craig, before we wrap up, do you have any additional questions, comments,
2: thoughts? Uh, no, no more questions. Just like I said, you know, thanks for coming on and sort of walking us through all this, because it really is uh, a, a, a topic that a lot of authors are are at some point in their career are likely going to um, come upon and need to know what to do uh you know and this this is a good sort of uh steps stepping them through you know the process and what they need to do and um what they need to think about uh so you
0: know thanks again for coming on my pleasure that's great. Well, thank you so much, Edward. If you have been listening and appreciating what Edward has had to say, make sure you leave a comment do- down below. Uh, and while you're down there, if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button, hit that like button. I think this little bell icon where you can get notified of every new episode of Fully Booked as fast as they drop. And thank you very much for joining us. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, cheerio.